Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com, the audible Cecil Lammy, Paul Greco of Mel Nick and Greco Fantasy Sports, and the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Wild card weekend, and the Colts are the wild card. Peyton Manning captured his third MVP award, tying only Brett Favre. Can he take his team to their second Super Bowl in three years? We'll give you our predictions next on Red vs. Blue. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. And good evening. This is Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. Hey, Happy New Year, everyone. It's a new year, and you know what that means. The NFL playoffs are here. Hey, we have a fun show planned tonight. As always, listeners can join our show by calling 347-324-5404. Or if you happen to be listening on iTunes Radio or thefantasysportschannel.com, then come on in and join the live chat room. Tonight we're going to talk Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. It's week 18, and uh, we have some fancy playoffs to talk about. Uh, there's lots of good contests going around that uh, you can comment on and tell us who you're going to start this week. Uh, most of the contests that I know of, obviously, you put your players in and you let them ride, but uh, there's lots of other ones out there. I'd like to hear about which contest you're going to join. But it is all on the line this week for uh, eight wild card teams, and we're going to talk about each of those four games this week. We're going to break down every single game. And then since this is Red versus Blue Radio, we are going to talk Louisville and Kentucky basketball. The big game is this Sunday. Uh, both teams roaring into this game. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Mike Trent. Mike, are you ready for, these, uh, for this wild card weekend? 
Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, going throughout the season uh, with fantasy football, but fantasy football doesn't stop. It, it keeps going, and uh, we're looking for uh, big-time uh, things to happen as far as players, uh, what, what, what you want to have done and uh, in this uh, it, it, when you're going through the uh, playoffs. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to be happening, and uh, so we're going to make sure that uh, we can lead you in the right direction. As far as uh, red versus blue, man, I love it because I cannot wait. You know, I was I was sitting there going, when UNLV beat Louisville, I was going, yeah, all right, good. That's a good thing. And in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, no, maybe it's not. <laughs> so Louisville's going to be ready for – Lowe's going to be ready for Kentucky. Uh, and there's a lot of us that are going to be ready for uh, for fantasy football in the playoffs uh, that kick off uh, tomorrow night. So we're, we're just we're anxious and uh, awaiting them. And I think it's going to be a fun time. And the spreads are very tight, and uh, the games are going to be very close. It's very contentious matchups throughout uh, every single every single one of the games. And I think it's going to be fun, Scott. Yep, and I'm seeing a lot of lines uh, just right there on the money. Matter of fact, we had a couple of games where every road team was favored this weekend. And, uh, oh, they almost got a safety here. I'm watching the Utah-Alabama game. Utah's up 28-17, but Alabama's trying to roar back here. Uh, it's a good game, and it'll, it'll spell the uh, end to the BCS after this uh, contract they get over with if Utah wins this game. But, Anyway, there's four wild card uh, games this weekend, and all four road teams are favored until about uh, oh, what, when did those lines change, Mike? About this afternoon or, or so, Atlanta yeah. and Arizona now a pick'em game, and and I, and I looked this, just an hour ago, and Indianapolis and San Diego is now a pick'em game as well. So there's a lot of late money coming in here, I guess, on Arizona and San Diego to kind of push that line a little bit uh, back to even. And, uh, boy, those over-unders on both those games, we're going to get into those. They're, they're over 50. Uh, they're insane. Have... <laughs> they are insane, Scott. And it's something that, you know, I've, I've dissected it over the course of the last three or four days, and I, I just cannot find out what I want to play. I mean, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's very hard because uh, the, the the over-and-under is, is large. And, you know, it's just one of the things where you don't know where to go. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to break down both the games on Saturday and both uh, both of them on Sunday. The, the Saturday game uh, at 4.30 we start off with is Atlanta versus Arizona. Again, you can call the show at 347-324-5404. Uh, we've got Sheldon in the chat room. Welcome, Steve Carter. Thanks for being here. Uh, Atlanta versus Arizona, Mike. Let's look at this game. You've got uh, uh, Matt Ryan just having a magical year, and you have uh, Arizona, obviously, with Kurt Warner finally staying healthy all year and putting Bolden and Fitz uh, both into the Pro Bowl. Uh, it's a pick'em game. The over/under is fifty and a half, and uh, Atlanta. I tell you, they've been on a on a roll. Um, I'm I'm really undecided about this game, Mike. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, right now, I'm not sold on Atlanta. Well. I, I mean, I am sold on Atlanta. They made the playoffs, but uh, I love Arizona in this game. Uh, the reason is I love Hightower straight up the middle, and I love uh, Kurt Warner just having fun 
what he wants to do with uh, Breston, Fitz, you know, Bowden. Bowden says, he says, I'm playing in this game no matter what. And, you know, I, I just think that Arizona, yeah, they have limped in. They, they've been pretty, let's face it, terrible in the last three or four weeks. But I really I really think they're going to bring the Ray game. And uh, I expect Arizona to uh, to crush the Cinderella party. I really do. Well, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Uh, I, I, I'm leaning towards Arizona right now just on the factor that uh, Matt Ryan, he's good. Uh, but he is a rookie. You've got Kurt Warner. He's a veteran. And you've got that home field advantage that I think is worth three points pretty much any time you have a game. I guess Vegas is factoring that in here uh, when they're putting that spread in place. But I just like what Arizona is. They didn't need those last couple of games. Their, their destiny was already set in stone. They really couldn't affect things much one way or the other. Uh, and they just kind of canted in. Bolden, go ahead, sit him, get him healthy. Um, he is questionable, by the way, this week, but he did fully participate in practice today. And I tell you what, I, I see that name when I'm picking my playoff contest. Anquan Bolden just keeps creeping back up there. And I, I know Fitz is probably the safer play, um, but, man, Bolden gives you that big target that no matter what type of defense is on him, uh, well, I mean, both Fitz, Fitz and him are both huge. But uh, you, you've seen what Bolden's done this year. He's been unstoppable. Uh, he takes the hard hit. He goes over the middle. And uh, he's just been making plays, and Warner absolutely loves him. So I'm just kind of wondering. I wonder how many teams are going to have Bolden, how many are going to have Fitz. Uh, we've got a caller, and it looks like Dr. Dish has joined us. Uh, Dr. Dish, you've been uh, frantically putting together your uh, your contest here. I know uh, we're going to try to make a run, another run at that FFPC uh, contest that uh, oh, Alex yeah, puts on. Try. How you guys what, uh, what do you think about this game here? Bolden, Fitz, Warner, you got any of these guys in your lineup? Yeah, I've got Bolden in. Uh, kind of hoping uh, he's got through his letting heal up a little bit here, you know. And I'm kind of he's uh, he's not as big a target as Fitzgerald, and Fitzgerald held his own too while Bolden's been out. But he's been out, you know. Bolden, I think he's been out roughly about four games this year, you know, with injuries. He'll, he's taken a lot of a lot of damage this year, but I uh, I think you got to use him. He, he's a touchdown hog. <laughs> well, don't give away all our secrets yet, but uh, I, I'm kind of feeling in the same way. I, I think that I'd kind of like to have Anquan Bolden in there. He's he's questionable with that shoulder injury, uh, but he was he was limited earlier in the week. Uh, but they've increased his practice reps, and they highly expect him to play. He's even said himself that nothing's going to keep them out of this game. Um, and while Atlanta on the other side of the ball, if we want to talk about those guys, Mike. You've got Ryan yeah, White as options. You've got Michael Turner. What, what do you do Turner. here? Well, you know what? It's, it's funny. I've been watching uh, what I need to go with on this game. If if which team wins or which team loses, uh, I, I like Arizona to win the game. Uh, but you got to go Michael Turner in this game. I mean, right now because he's going to. I see a touchdown, uh, if not more. Riley White. He's going to score and. Uh, you know it's going to open it up, and uh, if you're in a if you're in a league which I'm in, where you pretty much have to pick one, and then if they get eliminated, then move on to the next week. You got to get as many points as possible. So my my take is uh, Michael Turner, Michael Turner uh, to get as many points as possible for Atlanta versus Arizona, and. Uh, 
hope they move on. That's that, that, that's what you got to do. But I, I still like Arizona in that game. Well, and if Michael Turner moves on, he's got a uh, he's definitely got a, a a tough matchup either way you go, whether it be the Giants or Carolina that he has to play, depending on if that Philly game how that Philly game turns out. We'll get to that here in a minute, but. Michael Turner, uh, if you want to look at some of these stats here, this, the one thing that I see when I look at his stat line, obviously the 17 touchdowns is alarming. I mean, the six receptions, he's, yeah, he's not a reception guy, but 17 touchdowns, 1,700 yards. And what, what really is more interesting than that is the carries. I'm seeing this guy with – I'm going to go all the way back to week five, guys. 26 carries, 25 you got a 17, a 31, 27, 25, 24, 31, 18, 32, 19, 25. This guy is a hoss. Um, <laughs> 377 carries on the year. Uh, that That is just so impressive. Got to be for, close for to a, that many tackles, too, you know. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing about it, the funny thing about it, Scott, is uh, you, called, you called me uh, when you were in Las Vegas and said, I got Michael Turner to win most yards rushing in the NFL. And like some forty to one. Forty to one. I mean, what a call that was. because I mean, even though it didn't happen, I mean that was so close and what a great call. Well, I have a I, it didn't hit. <laughs> it didn't hit, but it had a chance and all I needed was one Adrian Peterson injury where he would just sit out a game or something. And he would have had that at forty to one. I, I actually have our uh, our prognosticator to thank for that. Uh, we always go out there every year and we kind of shop the sports books to find out which ones have the best lines going around. And then he called me and said, "Hey, you need to get over here to Mirage. I think it was, or yeah, I think it was MGM, uh, or, or no, it was the Mirage." He said, "Get over here, man. They've got uh, they've got some good ones." And and they had Jacobs. I think he liked Jacobs as well. And uh, Turner was just a fantastic value at forty to one. Uh, couldn't turn it down. Hey, we've got another caller here that might want to talk some fantasy playoffs with us. Caller from the 901. That number looks familiar. That uh, That's Tennessee number, isn't it? Yes, it is. That could only mean one thing. Steve Carter, how you doing, buddy? How are you doing, Scott? Good to hear from you. Happy New Year to you. Uh, same to you. I'm getting, ready for, I'm getting ready for some FFPC championship playoffs. Uh, their competition. Oh, man, that's so much fun. And, uh, well, I just wasn't ready for the season to stop. I hear you. It's a great contest. Uh, they they put it on, and uh, I think the winner had uh, over 5,000, right about 5,000 last year. Tommy Yates won it last year, uh, Recovery Boys. He took down the NFFC this, uh, this year for $100,000. He's going to be back. Uh, myself and Dr. Dish, uh, we took it down two years ago. And so we have a little bit of experience with how this contest works, show. Um, what we found with the FFPC contest is they, they double scoring the Super Bowl. And that's a big deal. Uh, we had Peyton Manning and Thomas Jones picked uh, two, two players that were both getting um, – well, Thomas Jones was definitely somebody we had to throw in there because we knew Chicago had a great shot at making the Super Bowl that year. And then we, had, we got lucky with Peyton Manning, and he rolled on to the Super Bowl. So we had two of the best – Offensive players heading into the Super Bowl. Um, do you want to reveal any? any <laughs> do you want to reveal? It was still a battle down to the wire. Absolutely, there were some good teams in that. Do you, do you want to uh, reveal what uh, what you're thinking about this Atlanta Arizona game or? Well, where you want to go? 
had Bolden during the year, and he was great, but I don't have a lot of confidence in the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, one of the teams I think that might be a sleeper this year is at San Diego Chargers because they've been really hot, and I like Phillip Rivers, and I got him going as my quarterback. Okay. Huh. Uh, well, whether that will take place or not, I don't know, but I know he's going to have to throw a lot, so you give me some points to one game anyway. Well, yeah, that's sure that's very interesting. I would, uh, you know, that, that, how's it going? You doing all right? Uh, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> uh, I would be scary to take San Diego uh, because they pretty much can't beat Indy. But I, I understand what you're saying. Phillip Rivers and uh, they're on a four-game winning streak. Uh, they're hot. Uh, it seems like LT is pretty much healthy. But uh, he's got a good I, I mean, I was like also a guy to, named Antonio Gates. He's, got He's pretty tough. And Vincent Jackson. Yes. Vincent Jackson has been a – he's been a gold mine for that team. Uh, but I I just can't see them uh, beating Indy. And I, it's a real sleeper. Indy. Yep. I like that pick, Joe. And, and we've got a 10-yard fight in the chat room. John Wright, uh, he, he said it's a nice dark horse. And I agree with him. I think when you're talking about a contest like this, uh, you're going to need that, that pick. Uh, at least one pick that isn't, you know, one of the most popular players that everybody else has as well, you know, one of the players that's on 70% of the teams. You need one of those guys that's going to take you there that if they get on a run, I remember last year the guys that won those contests uh, in the NFFC, uh, they had Eli Manning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he goes on a roll. And, you know, there's there's a lot of similarities here between what the Chargers are doing right now and what Eli and company did last year. Um, but they got hot at the right time. And, and San Diego, they look to be getting hot at the right time. Now, looking back at their wins the last couple of games here, um, they took care of business. Um, they got beat by Atlanta uh, November 30th. Uh, they were beaten by the Colts the week before that, so they, they lost two in a row. Actually, they lost three in a row. They lost to Pittsburgh, a close game. So Pittsburgh, Indy, and Atlanta, three playoff teams, they lost. But they were all close games. They were all winnable. And then they come home, uh, come home to play Oakland. They win convincingly, 34 to seven. That's how you beat a bad team. They go to KC and win a tough uh, road game. I mean, it was a tough game, 22-21. They go on the road to Tampa. Tampa must win. They they camped it in and caved it in, and San Diego took care of business, 41-24. And then they go and win a must game at home, and they just absolutely manhandle and take uh, Denver to the woodshed, Mike, 52 to 21. So when you say they can't beat Indy. I'm seeing a team that's on a roll, and, uh, hey, they've got the experience. I'm watching on NFL Network right here, last year's game, in, a, in the RCA Dome. Uh, they took care of business. Well, absolutely, and, uh, I mean, they took care of business against uh, teams that, let's face it, they're inferior. Denver has problems, uh, obviously, because, uh, well, Mike Shanahan's out, and uh, I just I don't think there's any way that Indy loses this game against San Diego. They're going to do what they need to do the way they always do it. I don't care where they play this game, whether it's in Indy, San Diego, or Nome freaking Alaska. Indy will take care of them, and uh, they're going to move on to the next round. And I I think it's going to be Indianapolis, and we'll see who my next pick is out of the NFC later. 
Well, Mike's made his uh, his point known. He's got Indy against San Diego. Uh, so I'm gonna I, I'm, I live in Indy, you know, and you heard the promo obviously, and I'm a uh, I'm a Jets fan, but my, I guess my my backup team there are the Colts because I, I get to see a lot of them, and I get to go to some of those games. I'm gonna be rooting hard for the Colts. I think it's gonna be a tough game for them to win. Uh, but but I like that play. I like I like having Rivers in there. And so now, if, if you took Rivers as your quarterback, you're you're sitting there with a lot of different options with Indianapolis now instead of taking Peyton. You uh, you want to? I took Dallas Clark. I okay. took Dallas Clark because mainly because of the FTC rules uh, with the uh, reception totals for the uh, tight ends. And right. I just think he's going to be tough. You know, I think that's going to be real popular. Uh, Dr. Dish, we were talking about this earlier today, one and a half points per reception for tight ends. Dallas Clark seems to be the obvious pick here, especially if Gates isn't healthy. Gates, uh, Gates has got an ankle ball in him, so how effective he's going to be, I guess that we're going to wait till game time to find out, you know. Um, well, I guess when is game time? That's 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock Eastern um, for Indy, Indy San Diego. Yeah, the first so, yeah, game is uh, Arizona-Atlanta. Yeah, I think that's on four four thirty. Yeah, so we're gonna have to have our complete lineup in before the deadline, right? So right before four thirty, we yeah. have to have our. I've already in. I've already sent mine in, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I'm already set to go, and uh, hopefully I've uh, made enough choices to get me a couple of players in that Super Bowl. You can only take one off of each team, and so Who's your I took somebody on every team. Excuse that, me. That's key. Who's your two throwouts? I didn't uh, put start anyone from Miami, and I didn't start anyone from uh, Arizona. Hmm. Miami and Arizona. That's an interesting thing. And, and, let's, and, and I'm going to go ahead and recap that show now that you said that. I appreciate that. Um, again, this is Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, 347-324-5404. We're on the FantasySportsChannel.com, and you can find us on iTunes Radio every Friday night, 11 o'clock Eastern. Um, I want to talk about this contest. It's the FFPC contest. It's a $200 entry fee, and there's one player. Uh, you can pick one player from every team, no more than one player, on any one team, and once you set your lineup, it, you're done for the entire playoffs. And so that means uh, when we're fielding a team, we start one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex positions, which can be running back, wide receiver, or, or tight end, not a second quarterback. Um, then you have a place kicker and a defense. That's a total of ten. Uh, is that that's ten? Yes. Okay. Ten total. Yes, ten total, and there's a total of twelve in the playoffs. So you have to leave off two teams. And so what Joe just said is, he decided to take Miami. Uh, no players from Miami and no players from Arizona. Uh, and Joe, that's, I'll, 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 Joe, who'd you take out of Baltimore? Oh, I took uh, Derek Mason out of Baltimore. Derek Mason, Mason, okay. Yeah. Yep, and that, that's one of the logical choices there for uh, for Baltimore. You've got their defense, you've got Mason, and you've got LaRon McClain that I know uh, some folks are looking at and saying, man, he's got the touchdown potential, but will he get the carries, or have they been resting McGahee uh, to use them in tandem? Hey, we've got another caller. Uh looks like from the 317, and I know this number. Uh, John, Andy. Right, how you doing, buddy? Doing real well, Scotty. How are you? Good, man. Glad you could join us tonight, man. We're, uh, I should we're say I'm Ed- doing well. I'm uh, I'm stressed. <laughs> John's a big mm-hmm. Colts fan. He's a big Colts fan thinking about this Charger game, I'm sure, and uh, this FFPC contest. John, you're in this every year, and you put up a pretty good fight. What are your 
What are you thinking about this game? Oh, man, I want to be different. They're up to 70 teams. I'm guessing 85-90 by tomorrow. Wow, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, 70 was the most recent update. Wow, this is going to be huge. $8,000 to first place. It's got Wow. uh, yeah, it's got me uh got me stressed. I want to be different. I got uh I want to know what you think about the Eagles making the Super Bowl. Mm, all right. Well, that's a good question. I'm going to jump in there, Scott. Uh, a tough way. As a matter of fact, I love Philly to have a chance to make the Super Bowl uh because I think Andy Reid and uh Donovan McNabb they're on the same page. Uh, they're going to get Westbrook the ball, whatever, however many times he needs it, and uh, they I mean, they have what it takes as far as uh, making it to the Super Bowl. Um, it's going to be tough to overcome the Giants because I, I believe the Giants are the better team, and Carolina. But uh, you know, I give I give Philly every every chance in the world, John. I was thinking of putting McNabb on there uh, or Westbrook. Uh, what, what do you think of the Westbrook injury? I don't think it's going to – I mean, Westbrook, he's been hurt left and right, left and right, left and right. So, I mean, I started him in one of my leagues, and I'm very comfortable with having him started in in those leagues. I mean, they need to win, and uh, when it comes this time of year uh, – whether you're hurt or not, play. Well, this yeah, is going to be an interesting game, it. John. This is going to be an interesting game. And, and, and I think the Westbrook injury is key in this game because I think a lot of people, when they're putting up this money here, they're going to be a little bit gun-shy of putting Westbrook in the lineup when Buck Halter's been running well. And you don't know if, if the Eagles are going to be in a pass mode or a run mode or a balance mode against this Minnesota Viking team with the injury to Westbrook. And, and with nothing solved, nothing resolved here, uh, and you've got to throw your lineup in on Saturday, and the game's not till Sunday, and he's a game time. Uh, he's not a game yeah, time. Yeah, tough call. Play, but it's it's how it's how much he'll play. But if he beats Minnesota, if Philly beats Minnesota, and they move on, if you don't have Westbrook in your lineup, and other people do, you're going to be at a big time disadvantage. Uh, so it's one of those things that um, if you leave him out and he does well, I think you're uh, I think you're out of luck. But if you put him in well, there, whether whether Philly beats Minnesota or not, I mean, break it down, Scott. Does Philly beat Minnesota? That's what you got to think about. Yeah, I think Can, they do. I, I, yeah, I, I do I think too. They do. I, I, you see a lot of games on Philadelphia's schedule that are up and down. Uh, but you know what? That's very eerily reminiscent of what the Giants did last year. The Giants were a big-time up-and-down team, but they were they played well in, in bigger games, uh, like the Patriots in Week 17 when they played – they looked really well, and, and Philly and Philly has had those up-and-down games. You don't know which is going to show up. But when I look at their last couple of games, obviously they got manhandled by Baltimore. Uh, they, they, they handled Arizona. They beat the Giants. They handled Cleveland like you should, 30-10. to 10. Then you come yep. back at Washington, and Washington wins the game, 10-3, to 3, and you're like, okay, you're scratching your head again. And then they just come out and absolutely rout the Cowboys, 44-6. to 6. They looked fantastic. Defense looked great. Um, not that Dallas beating Dallas is a is a huge victory, but I mean it was a pressure game, and and they, and they won. No, so I, I think well, they the, they needed to do it. They knew they needed to do it, uh, especially when they saw that uh, Tampa Bay was getting beat by uh, Oakland. So it's like, okay, here's here's our chance. 
And not only that, they just, I mean, they did. They manhandled Dallas, and it was, you know, I'm a Dallas fan, but it was a, it was an embarrassing thing. But uh, but on the other side of it, looking at it as a fan, uh, my, our uh, Philadelphia did what they needed to do. So I see when they go to Minnesota, they're gonna they're gonna handle things, whether it's Buckholter or, or Westbrook. But from a fantasy aspect of it. Who would you rather have, Buckholter or Westbrook? Well, sure, you'd rather have Westbrook. Yep, but you have to look Just at Minnesota. At, you have to look at Minnesota at home, John. Uh, Minnesota at home played very tight to Indianapolis earlier this year. They beat Carolina at home. Uh, they obviously they beat Detroit. They beat Houston. Beat Green Bay. Here's some wins. Beat Chicago. Um, then they beat beat up on Arizona on the road. They they lost to Atlanta week 16, which was a game that they I really thought they had to win, and things just bounced their way week 17, and they were able to get in. And the game that they needed to win, Atlanta took care of them, uh, and they barely escaped the Giants last week, and that was the Giants sub. So, uh, well, most most of those teams. Uh, I'm sorry, John. I'm going to jump in, and now I'll let you uh, go ahead and come on in. But most of those uh, most of those teams you talked about, Scott, had no defense except for. The Giants, and it was her last game. So, I, I, you know, I mean, most of the teams they played had no defense at all. So, show, uh, show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, he appreciate Steve Carter being on the program with us. John, what, uh, what else are you thinking about here? Well, I, I want to add that uh, Vegas has got the Eagles at five to one to make the Super Bowl, which is, I think, a lot of respect. And it's got me thinking if the odds makers are giving them that much respect and I uh, want to give them a good hard look. And you say, well, you don't want to be going up against a Westbrook owner if you don't uh, – the Eagles advance. Well, what if you had McNabb? I mean, McNabb could easily outscore Westbrook in, in week two. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's very that's true. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, but if, you, if you're in the Super Bowl uh, against the Colts, uh, or, or or a team like that where you're getting double points. I think you want to look at uh, who's going to have the bigger game there. Let's take another quick caller from the 631. Uh, caller, we're talking uh, fantasy playoffs. Let's get you on the let's get you on the air here. Let's make sure I didn't mute you. Are you still with us, Scotty? It's uh, Mr. High. What's happening, Mr. High? What's going on, Kenny? How you doing, bud? Nothing. Just uh, wanted to uh, call in, talk a little uh, playoff football. All right, well, we're getting ready to do a lot of that. Uh, we also had a question to get back to this Indianapolis-San Diego game. Uh, in the chat room, somebody's talking uh, LaDainian Tomlinson here. Do uh, you, you gonna, any, Anybody here going to have LaDainian Tomlinson on their roster? We, we actually have Sproles on uh, Dr. J and Mr. High squad already handed in. All right, Darren Sproles. So that's, uh, that's going to be our ace in the hole. But uh, I just want to go on the Philadelphia uh, Viking game. You know, you see Philly crushed the Cowboys last week, but just, uh, you know, 14 days ago in Washington, they, they could only muster up three points. You know, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, I'm afraid of, of McNabb and, and Philly falling on their faces, uh, you know, on the road. And, and if you go back to the Cincinnati game when he got benched, you know, their offense ha- hasn't done a lot. Uh, in Cincy, he got benched. Next week in Baltimore, they, they, they got crushed. Uh, and then his other away game was against the Giants where they won. But uh, 
that was two big plays from Westbrook. I mean, uh, McNabb kind of had, you know. You know what? I wouldn't be too concerned about uh, Philly uh, falling on the face because, to be quite honest with you, against Dallas, they could have scored 64 if they wanted to. I mean, it was it was. I mean, it was that ugly, and uh, I think Philly they're clicking. They know what they need to do. Uh, it's it's not a bunch of babysitters. Uh, of course, uh, McNabb and Reed, like I told you before, I mean, they do not have have the best relationship. But the bottom line is, they want to get things done. And what they're going to get done is uh, move on in the playoffs, and they're going to win easy. When I say easy, I say to win by 10 uh, at least against uh, Minnesota and then continue on because this team's on a mission, and that's that's where I see Philly. That's interesting. I'm still I'm not hearing any Minnesota love at all, and I'm not feeling any Minnesota love. And, and what, what uh, High brings about up. about Adrian Peterson, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Oh. Philadelphia's got the number three run defense in the league. Uh, to hang right there with Minnesota against running backs, so well, they're no, they're it's, no got, to it's hard to it's hard to have Minnesota love when they have no quarterback. Okay, gotta give him that. I uh, mean, Tavares Jackson, come on! I mean, I, he's not going to get it done. I mean, and they know well. he's not going to get. The last uh, since he came in and rescued them in Detroit, uh, I think Tavares has put up some nice stats. And uh, and the game yeah. they lost against uh, Atlanta was. Really, just because Peterson dropped the ball all those times, they, they pretty much yeah. had that game. I think the yeah, against who? When they lost against Atlanta, Minnesota. I thought that was yeah. Peterson's fault dropping the ball. They pretty much had the game. I'm not sold on him, I, and I'm not sold on Minnesota. And the, the guy, you know, Childress, he he should be. He looks like the guy on CNBC. I mean, he's. <laughs> I just, hey, I, I don't buy him. Hey, I guys, it, it may be important to to remember back that at the beginning of this season, your favorite in the NFC to win it all, uh, to represent the NFC, was the Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, what's changed, I guess, is that Tavares Jackson isn't as good as, as advertised, but uh, and, he, and he didn't take the ball and run with it. But uh, it's terrible. The defense, the defense certainly has. The defense has been what they needed to be. And... Uh, Obviously, Adrian Peterson and Chester Taylor are who they are. Now it's, it's whether or not burying and, and those guys can stretch the field and, and, and keep the uh, defenses respectable. Uh, but they're a team that uh, I think a lot of people like us, we're all, a lot of our, us guys here are probably overlooking. So, John, when you're looking for a, a dark horse maybe to be different, maybe it's somebody on Minnesota. But I don't, I don't think you're feeling Minnesota, are you? I could go Peterson if he'd catch the ball occasionally. And don't fumble. So everyone's going to discount Tavares Jackson with that, uh, you know, with the defense. Uh, I'll read off some stats for you guys in a little bit on All Tavares' right. last few games. Fantasy yeah, well, yeah, break them out for us. We, uh, we're we always keen for those. Um, and, and I think L.J. Smith is actually banged up in this game as well. Uh, not to mention Westbrook, but L.J. Smith's banged up. And, and one thing I've been noticing, guys, when I'm trying to put together this fantasy team, there's not a lot of tight end options out there, but uh, Shanko seems to come up as a guy that has a hit or miss type mm-hmm. of yeah, uh, there's only there's only There's only like three uh, besides Gates. You've got Dallas Clark, Fasano, and Shanko. Are, are there any other tight ends that are hitting your guys' radar? 
Scaife. Really. Uh, what about Todd Heap? Maybe Scaife for Tennessee. Yeah. What about Todd Heap? I mean, can can he do it and stay healthy to uh, make uh, make a run for Baltimore? He the first time this year. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. Together two games in a row. Yeah. He doesn't do it for me. I, I think you have to go. I think if you're not going Dallas Clark or Gates, you've got Fazano. You got to go Shanko. And then you've got Shanko. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see another team out here that has uh, another tight end you can use. So it really pigeonholes you. If you don't go Gates, you really need to get that Dallas Clark. But I think a lot of people are on that tip. And, and you know, Show brought his lineup up. Uh, Kenny, you threw your lineup out there already. You've already got your team in, so it's locked in. You, did you go Dallas Clark? We went Dallas Clark, yes. Yeah, I, I think we're going to well, see a lot of that, guys. 90, we look at, 90%. I think you're going to see at least 70% Dallas Clark, and, and then maybe the ones that are, are bold enough and brave enough to go Gates and cross your fingers that he gets some points. But I had Dallas Clark in that FFPC Genesis League, and, man, with FFPC scoring – a point and a half per reception. That means three points per catch in the Super Bowl. Uh, I can see why a lot of people are going to go Dallas Clark, and it's probably going to cancel a lot out. I, mean, I don't know. Got, uh, Clark or uh, Manning pretty much seem like the, the plays if, uh, you know, Indy, if Indy's going to win some games. Yeah, but I do like your Darren Sproles play. I, I like that a lot. And, and you've got to be brave to do that. And like you said, it's, it's your it's – your, uh, it's your winning ticket. If 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 uh, if they get the job done, uh, that's a nice play. And they've got a great matchup week one. I mean, against the Colts, you're you're if you're a running back uh, against the Colts, you're loving life right now. So he'll put up a good game, even if they don't advance. Well, well, guys, let's uh, let's let's keep going here. We've got a lot of games uh, to cover. We've got uh, Baltimore, Miami. Uh, Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite versus Miami. The over under is 38 in this game. And I think it's a pretty much a consensus from everybody I've talked to. Everybody's leaving Miami out of this game. Can Mike? Can Miami win this game? Well, they played in what uh, week two, three earlier in the year, and uh, they got beat by fourteen, seventeen. And uh, I think Miami can play with them, but uh, I don't think they can beat Baltimore. Baltimore looks very, very, very good in my opinion. Um, congratulations to uh, Chad Pennington for winning the uh, Comeback Player of the Year twice now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's the story of Miami is nice. It's great uh, that the team has been able to do what they've done. But to, uh, to, do, to try to go against Baltimore and win that game in Miami, that's going to help them. But I don't think they can get it done. Uh, just too much for uh, Baltimore has just too many, too many weapons on defense, and uh, so I don't I I, I see Baltimore uh, continuing on. And guys, I think we saw how this game's going to go. Like Mike mentioned, in Week Seven, uh, Baltimore won this game twenty-seven thirteen, and it happened pretty much according to form. I'm a Jets fan, and I've went through all the years of Chad Pennington trying to beat Baltimore. And, he doesn't have a lot of luck doing it. Ray Lewis and that defense, they know what's coming from Chad before it happens. Although this, this offense from Miami throws a little bit more trickery in there than the Jets ever did. But uh, look at this stat line. Pennington was 24-35 for 295 and a touchdown and one pick. That's a good game against Baltimore, and that's what he did. And they still only mustered up one touchdown in that game. Ronnie Brown was rushing. 
Yeah, Ronnie Brown, 13 for 27. Ricky Williams, 4 for 16. I think that's what you're going to see a little bit more of. Yeah, Camp Rio, 6 for 74. Ted Ginn, 4 for 48. David Martin, 4 for 71. Nothing really going on uh, of interest. And then on the on the Baltimore side of the ball, they're just Baltimore. They did McGahee, 19 carries, 105 yards and a touchdown. Derek Mason, 6 for 87 and a touchdown. Mike, you're Todd Heath, 3 for 29. I mean, he really doesn't have to do a lot. They're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And, and so I'm going to go ahead and reveal my sleeper on my team. It's LaRon McClain. I like what he's done. I like what he's been able to do. And I think with him getting the carries the last six or seven weeks here, if you've noticed, uh, as I have, he's getting 20 carries a game. And I'll take a guy that's getting 20 carries a game in a, for a team that I, I'm pretty darn confident in that is going to go two games. Uh, if I have to pick any, any team on the board, when I look at the playoffs, any team on the board that's going to go two games, it's Baltimore. So I'm taking the Baltimore running back that's getting 20 carries a game. Scotty, do you, uh, are you worried about uh, the health of uh, Ray Rice now that he's well, back full strength? He's going to steal some carries? No, no, I don't think you're going to put the show, put the ball in Ray Rice's hands in the playoffs. When you've seen what Leron McClain can do, he pushes the pile. Look at these, look at these carries. 18 carries against Philly for 88 yards and a touchdown. 25 carries for 86 yards against Cincy. 20 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown against Washington. I, I mean, it's gets, it's been quiet. I haven't been, you know, you don't. Listen to this. This is McClain. 23 carries for 87 yards. McGahee's here in the background the whole time. They're giving the ball to the McClain. Uh, Dallas, 22 carries, 139 yards, and a touchdown. Jacksonville, 25 carries, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. They know who to give the ball to. In the last six games, they're giving it to McLean, and he's getting the job done. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to jump in real quick, Scott. Uh, the more I think about this game, uh, Miami and uh, Baltimore, the more I think about veteran things to do, where the game is being held. It's going to be in Miami with a veteran quarterback versus a rookie quarterback in Flacco, which Flacco has done, I mean, he's done outstanding. But I see so many things that are that lead me toward Miami because Chad Pennington has already shown that he can do what he needs to do, and uh, they're not going to run that Wildcat formation over and over. They might run it once a half, but they're going to do the little things that can get done, and uh, maybe Flacco could, uh, you know, he could he could uh, buckle under the Miami defense. So, who knows? Well, I think that's wishful thinking, Mike. Just just when I think about Baltimore, and when you think about, and, and I'm going to go grab their schedule real quick. But when you think about Baltimore, they need you need to have a pretty dynamic offense to uh, to beat that team. In my opinion, you're not you're not going to fool Ray Lewis. Matter of fact. My buddy, uh, my Cowboy fan, uh, he told me the other day, Ray Lewis sat there and told uh, told reporters, he said, it doesn't surprise me what Philly did to Dallas. Dallas has the most basic offense, predictable offense in the league. I know what they're doing before they even run it. And when I think Dallas, I'm like, oh, that's a good offense. Well, Chad Pennington has nothing like Dallas for an offense, and he's he's got them figured out. I mean, Philly No, no, I'm, I'm not saying – I'm not saying Miami's they're, – they're explosive – but I'm saying that they may be good enough to get it to the next level. And, uh, you know, all they want to do is keep it a field goal game. And at home, keeping it in the field goal game, that might be enough. you got to see if Joe Flacco, uh, you know, plays like a rookie also. He's, he's, been, he's been on a roll, but you never know what he's going to be like in the playoffs. I mean, you know, all Chad's he's going to do is smooth. 
All he's got to do exactly. is hand it off, Kenny. All he's got to do is hand it off. He doesn't have to do much to beat this team. I, I really think that even if even if he doesn't do anything passing, they're going they're gonna to roll up 100 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Miami's got to well, go defense. Well, you know, I mean, if they, if they do that, then uh, so be it. But I don't see I don't see them rolling up that many yards against Miami's D. A hundred yards? You want to bet? <laughs> I would I would be shocked. Okay. You I'd heard be shocked. It here first. Uh, yep, yep. They're, they're not well. One hundred and fifty. I'm sorry, Scott. I, I I guess I'm getting a little out of my realm here. Uh, one hundred and fifty, and then after that, uh, then. Kentucky beats Louisville and basketball, and we go on and be happy. All right. Well, we've got a couple more games to break down. Uh, we've got Kenny, uh, Mr. High from the boards, uh, had a great year this year. Um, you were you were ranked up there in FFPC uh, pretty much all year, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, started from uh, game one, kind of broke out, and uh, things went our way. We uh, it was, I guess we finished sixth. Um, uh, one year lead. Yep, a little bittersweet. We we made a lot of bad decisions. I think I should have called in those uh, playoff weeks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, to finish what we did, it was it was just great. Everything worked out, and uh, I'll take it. You know, I'll take the free entry, and uh, happy to be there. Absolutely, absolutely. Congrats to you, man. Uh, let's get to this. Uh, let's get to this uh, other game here. Can I can uh, I just tell you the Tavares Jackson stats that I just rung up here real quick? Absolutely. Uh, there's no love for Tavares here, and I really, even though on the Dr. J and Mr. High team we picked McNabb, I really want to put in another team where Tavares is my QB. He uh, he played a half in Detroit, got 105 yards for a touchdown on eight for ten. That's nine points. Then uh, in Arizona, he had 24 points. It's 163 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, then the home game against Atlanta. Yeah, 233 for two touchdowns, eight carries for 76 yards. It's a 27-point game. And then at the Giants, wow. uh, at the Giants, he was 16 for 26 with 240 yards, uh, a touchdown, and a pick. Gave him 15 points in in New York. So, I mean, Impressive. He, you know, he's performed. Yeah, I like to I like to hear that running game too. Uh, kind of reminds you of a, a little bit of Michael Vick there. Uh, running the ball and throwing it as well. Go, 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 go. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So yeah, we do have a soft spot for uh, Mike Vick, which I think is why I'm. Uh, My Louie, Louie. <laughs> uh, we can move dogs on. Are, Enough love for Tavares. The, the dogs are loose. Yeah, well. Louie. You got uh, Tavares Jackson would be definitely that sleeper, that dark horse that uh, you, you kind of need to, to have a chance at this thing and. Hey, the youth just beat uh, Alabama in a game that uh, yep. wow, un- undefeated season, thirty-one and seventeen, thirty-one to seventeen, uh, undefeated season. Didn't get an invite to the big dance, and uh, man, you know, I Scott, that, that, that I'm gonna tell you what right now, and I've said this over and over again. How would you like to look at your team, look at each and every one of their eyes, and say, undefeated guys, we did a great job. Great job all year long. We did it. We did it. But we can't play for the national championship. Yeah, it's just totally wrong. It is. It is. All right. Well, Kenny, I appreciate you joining us. We're going to go ahead and get to our against the spread picks. Um, Thanks, fellas. 
Yeah, good luck, man. Thanks, we're going to be looking, watching your team in the uh, FFPC contest. Look Thanks for, for joining us, man. Squad. Coming in tomorrow morning. Later, fellas. All right. That was Kenny of Dr. J and Mr. High. They're a, a prominent uh, name in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Uh, we still got uh, John with us, a uh, 10-yard fight uh, on the call. We've got Dr. Dish, and we've got uh, always uh, Mr. Michael Trent from Brandenburg, Kentucky. Uh, I'm Scott Atkins, uh, Team Legacy, and we're talking fantasy playoffs in the National Football League. We're also talking about wild card weekend. So, guys, uh, we're looking at our predictions here. It's time to make them. Um, We've got Atlanta versus Arizona. It's a pick'em game. Atlanta versus Arizona. Uh, Mike, who are you taking? I'm taking Arizona. All right, Mike's taking Arizona and Kurt Warner. Doctor Dish, who you yeah. got? Yeah, I'm tending to go with Arizona too. I know a lot of people are, are kind of writing them off, they're writing their defense off, you know, but I don't think they may need it. Well, you guys are making this extremely easy for me because our track record says whichever way you guys go, but go, go the other way. I'm going Atlanta. And, uh, John, you want to join us for fun? Uh, the, this one's tough. I'm uh, I'm leaning uh, the, with the home team, though. Okay. All right, John's taking the Cardinals. All right, let's go to game two, Indianapolis versus San Diego. Again, a 50-point over-under. I love these games. Uh, Indianapolis versus San Diego. I'm taking the Colts. I'm sure John's taking the Colts. Yep. So that leaves uh, Mike. Who are you taking? I'm on the Colts. Well, this one's Mike's a clean, on the Colts. Clean sweep yeah. on this one, man. Yeah. All right. No home, no homerism here, huh? I got Colts in the Super Bowl. Oh well, we're going to ask you that later. Game three, Baltimore versus Miami. Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite. Um, we're talking with the spread here, gang. Uh, but I'm going to take Baltimore uh, minus seven points, even if you if you want to give them to me, or I'll, I'll let you have them. Baltimore minus seven. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. So that's me. <laughs> well, that that half point means a lot to me. So I'm taking Miami on three and a half. Oh, and a half. Well, to to me, this is my uh, lock of the day. And I'm going with Baltimore. Big. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see this Miami uh, personnel matching up any way, shape, or form with this Baltimore team. Uh, just play into Baltimore's strength all the way through the line. Yep. And John, who you like? I don't like all these road favorites, but uh, <laughs> since I let the Falcons go, I, I I'll stick with the Ravens. All right. Three on the Ravens, one on Miami. Maybe Mike can pull it off. Game four at 4.30 on Sunday, Philadelphia minus three versus Minnesota. Philadelphia is minus three. And, Dr. Dish, we're going to start with you. I'm going with Philly. And it's a, they, if they can keep playing, like I said, they're kind of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team or this year. I'm hoping the right one shows up. All right, Mike. Uh, I love Philly. I'm along with uh, Dr. Dish. I love Philly. Uh, minus three, that's that's not enough. And they're, they're going to take care of Minnesota because Minnesota is a, like I said earlier in the show, uh, I'm not sold on Tavares Jackson, and Philly's D is just going to manhandle this guy, and they're going to have fun with him. So I like Philly. Uh, 
to win by probably seven to ten. So I'll take Philly. Oh, this is a game I actually think the spread is right on the money. Um, I think if Philly does win this game, it's going to be by a field goal. But I'm not so confident that it's going to be a tie game uh, going into that kick. So that's the kind of game I see. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota and the points, although I kind of look for Philly to squeak it out. John, who do you like? Um... You know, I think this and all the other road favorites are really going to cause the NFL to, to rethink how they seed the teams and, and kind of throw out, you know, not worry about who won the division, just look at the records. I think the road favorite pulls it off here, uh, taking the Eagles. All right. On my, on my own again. That's great. Well, guys, uh, I, I heard that Minnesota was having a hard time selling out their venue as of um, they had a deadline today to get it sold out, and I don't think they did it. So it's going to be blacked out from from what it sounds like. And I and I think also that Arizona had the same problem. So I guess you blame it on the economy. I don't know. But I think those are two teams that uh, their own fans kind of think that uh, they're not going to see them go very far. Yeah. I'm surprised at that. Really, I feel Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota had eleven. Minnesota some thousand in the game. Minnesota had forty-five percent of their season ticket holders turn down playoff tickets. <laughs> That's a, too as bad. A three, as a three seed, forty-five percent of their season ticket holders turned down the tickets, and they had to have a, a, a sale on those to get those out to the general public. And that is surprising as a three seed because you're one game, one upset away. Uh, from hosting the NFC Championship game, it's uh, it's wow. embarrassing. Hey, well, hey guys, what, also, Scott, yeah, it's it's red versus blue, and we got about uh, six minutes to go. So let's talk uh, Kentucky Louisville. Yeah, I want to do that. Um, I, but before we do that, I wanted to grab uh, the last uh, thing I had here to talk about was uh, the MVP voting. Uh, obviously, the ballot mm. was. Uh, not unanimous, but it was pretty overwhelming for Peyton Manning. Uh, he, he won this. He becomes the the, uh, the second player to ever win three MVP titles, tied only with Brett Favre. So you could definitely see Manning doing this again uh, to have a, a sole, sole record here of MVP ballots. But when you talk about MVP, um, you know, there were a couple other guys that got some votes. Michael Turner, Adrian Peterson, Chris Johnson, they all got some votes. And I, and I thought it was kind of interesting uh, that Peyton's year wasn't all that spectacular. I mean, it was a 4,000-yard season, 27 touchdowns, passer rating of a 95, and he won nine straight games. Uh, well, like 49 last year. No, what did he have last year? Touchdown? No, that wasn't him. Wasn't it? That was well, a couple see, years ago. Yeah. That's, where, single, that's what we're talking about. Uh, it's, it's, not all, it's not all about stats. The most valuable player. And he was very valuable to that team when they were uh, two and three, three and four. He said, "Look, guys, we're going to get it done," and uh, they got it done under his leadership. And I, I totally believe that. And so you you can put up numbers all you want, but uh, Peyton Manning got it done. And in my opinion, he's he's the most valuable player. Yep. Well, I think it, I think you're hit it on the money. It's not the most outstanding player; it's the most valuable player. When you look at D'Angelo Williams not getting a single vote, and he led the league in touchdowns with 18, and, and he was just a monster uh, on the ground. Um, I guess he's easily replaceable with another guy. And I guess you look at 
Drew Brees as another example of Peyton, but he didn't get to the playoffs, so that kind of throws you out of the consideration. So I think they got it right. I was just throwing it up for debate. I, I think they got it right. Peyton was definitely the MVP in my book, but just thought I'd throw that out there for uh, for discussion. Um, guys, we've uh, we we do have a big game, and uh, the NFL playoffs are um, are. Uh, right around the corner here tomorrow, and we're going to have a lot of fun this weekend. But we've also got a big game uh, in college basketball, and it's Red versus Blue Radio. We always talk Kentucky and Louisville when we get a chance, and it's a big game on Sunday. I don't know what the spread is. All I know is Kentucky comes in with an 11-3 record against Louisville with an 8-3 record. And uh, the records, really, you can throw those out the window in a game like this. I don't care if you're 1-10 and 10-1 and and yeah, when it's Kentucky versus nothing. Louisville. It's a big game. And, well, I'll tell you uh, what, Scott, uh, we're, we're kind of pumped up in uh, Big Blue Nation because uh, we uh, we escaped the Liberty Bowl with a win, and uh, we're 3-0 and the last three years. We've won bowl games, and uh, but the bad thing about it is... That it's means y'all winning know, record. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to win the football game and then win the basketball game back-to-back. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, going to uh, Freedom Hall. They're called the Brawl in the Hall, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun challenge. I know Louisville's kind of, you know, they they kind of hiccup here and there, but uh, Louisville's got a very good team. And but we're looking forward to it. Uh, I, I expect big games out of Liggins, out of Kentucky, and uh, Patterson and Meeks. People are worried about the point guard. I think Meeks might play the one and the two. You know, I, I looked at uh, what Jody Jody Meeks here has done, 24 points a game. He's a 6'6 guard. Uh, and and the, what I found interesting, Kentucky's shooting 33% from the three-point line versus Louisville's 27%. Uh, I'm sorry, 29%. But over half of Kentucky, Neil uh, Dish, over half of Kentucky's three-point shots, have come from Jordy Meeks, so that he's he's fired like 120 of their 240 attempts. If you're going to shoot the three, uh, if, if you're going to play defense against Kentucky, you guard Jody Meeks. Exactly. He's knocking he's knocking down. Uh, but who's really guarding? When he he's gets knocking the ball, down, he claps he, on him. Yeah, he's knocking down 43. He's knocking down 43 percent of his three point three point attempts. Uh, now we've got on the other side of the ball Preston Knowles at 47 percent. We've got Jerry Smith at 41. That's our two big shooters. We got Andre McGee at 35%. But what's really discouraging to me, T Will. Yeah. T Will's shooting him again. Yeah. He's They've been 29%. working with him on his shot. I think that's affecting him a lot. Uh, Patino things seem to think he spins the ball off to his right as he, as he shoots the ball and releases it instead of just flicking it with his wrist. And he's been working with him to try to change his shot. I think that's affecting him. Um, when he goes straight up in good form, he looks good shooting, you know, about like anybody with his shoot. But when he's off uh, moving or off balance, uh, he just he just slings it. Well, and, and and this isn't a shooter's game anyway. Kentucky versus Louisville is going to be a hard, physical, tough game. Better You've reason. got Patrick Patterson at six foot nine against Samardo Samuels at six foot eight. And, uh, and plus, Mike, Stevenson. Mike Patterson's, Patterson's pretty impressive. Nine point four rebounds a game and nineteen point three points per game, two point one blocks a game. I think uh, this is going to be an outstanding game. I think both these teams have a lot to offer. Uh, and one thing about it is come March, they're both going to be very formidable. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the thing about this, you know, for, over the last uh, eight or ten years, I think, you know, whoever wins the football game 
loses the basketball game. Yeah. It's always, yeah. It seems like it's always been like that, you know. So if that holds the rule, but Kentucky has no chance. chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, it's, a, it's a civil war, guys. It's a civil but war. Looking at Kentucky, though, they give me a reason to drink. Well, though, and I Kentucky's yeah. playing Longwell, Delaware State, Central Michigan, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee State. Oh yeah, Kentucky doesn't have a shot. You got a two dog, don't you, Scott? Good. Not 
It's not Jason Gillespie, it's the frog. He oh, is yeah, the frog. <laughs> he looks like a frog on that bench. But I really feel like, uh, you know, I think Kentucky's going to bring their best. And uh, Taywood, my dog. Hey, who's this? Who's this kid? Uh, who's this kid? The point guard for uh, Kentucky? That's uh, Liggins. What, what, what do you know Liggins. about the freshman? Oh man, he, he's getting there. He's getting there. I mean, he is six seven point guard, Magic yeah. Johnson type size. Six, I six. mean, he. I mean, he, he's doing things, and uh, we love we love him, and he's oh, the one that uh, <laughs> Gillespie Gillespie yeah. said, "Sit down and shut up." Yeah. And he pretty much came out and shut up there for the first couple of games and that no, I, I like I like uh I like I like uh I like him well and uh he's gonna do good things for Kentucky. I love this schedule that Kentucky played here. Kansas State, Lamar, Miami and North Carolina. Okay, well those were losses. Mississippi Valley State, IU, Appalachian yeah. State, Tennessee State, Florida Atlantic, Central Michigan, Delaware State, Longwell. Are those Yeah, I know. I know, but, and they got one more cupcake tomorrow. <laughs> you guys, you guys played the kicker for Minnesota, and and at least you won. No, the Green Bay's kicker, Longwell. That's Minnesota's yeah. kicker now. Yeah, I know. We got one more cupcake tomorrow or uh, Sunday, and then we're done with cupcakes. Back to the SEC. <laughs> you know that SEC shaping up pretty tough, though. Did you watch that win for Arkansas the other night? Yeah. They they put it on Oklahoma, boy. This has been a bad week for Oklahoma, you know. <laughs> hey, Neil, you're exactly right. <laughs> well, either way, it's going to be a fun time. I hope to uh, talk to you guys before the game on Sunday. What time is that game? 430. 4.30. 4.30 on CBS because uh, it's we got the two NFL games uh, going on Sunday. Uh, Miami-Baltimore is at 1 o'clock. On CBS, and then they'll transfer that game to uh, Kentucky Louisville, and then the 4:30 game will be, uh, I guess, Philly and uh, Minnesota. Oh wow! I'm gonna have to DVR uh, Philly Minnesota and come back and watch that game so I can uh, recap it for you guys on Friday when we come back. But I think I'm gonna uh, be up there. Hey, awesome! I think I'm gonna be up there tomorrow. Well, we'll we'll go somewhere and watch the game, or or or, or have a blast watching it, Mike. If you can make your way up here, man, or you're. I don't know what your plans are Sunday, but uh, if you can find a way, man, we'll uh, we'll be up here and holding it down for you. I'm, well, I tell you what, I got a I got a pretty good group at uh, work, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna pull the TV out if they're doing well. If not, we're we're not gonna pull the TV out, but uh, I expect the TV to be pulled out, and uh, we're gonna finish off a good campaign and uh, have some fun watching Kentucky and Louisville. Cause what's the line I've on already told them. They got a line yet? No, no. No I've not huh? seen a line. Nope. Well, guys, we're, looking, uh, we're looking forward to it, uh, and uh, you know we've got a bunch of people at the work. They're going to bring on uh, whether Kentucky stuff, whether rural stuff, whatever it may be, and uh, have some fun. And oh, by the way, I got a I got a side bet with a guy that works for me. If Kentucky wins, I have to chug a die big red. And Diet Big Red is awful. <laughs> we got to get that on YouTube, man. We got to get that on YouTube. Make sure oh. somebody films it. 
So what is it? We're going to do it right from that, Big Red. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, Neil. Terrible. <laughs> All right, I appreciate Scott. you guys hey. joining us, and uh, we'll Put do it again next minute. Friday. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to uh, myself, Scott Atkins, uh, Dr. Dish, Neil Atkins, and Michael Trent on Red vs. Blue Radio. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Happy New Year to everybody, and we'll see you next Friday. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> you've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.